What's up, peeps? Hey, Kenan, take 19. Shit, I was gonna say brought to you by Ken. What's up, people? In this take, take 19, I break down why the world has changed and what's different in today's new economy and how to sell to big companies. And of course, also, I gotta, I promote not talk because it's gonna be big. Peeps, what is going on? It's Keenan. Welcome back to Hey Keenan, episode 19. It's been a while. I know it, no excuses, but it's not even an excuse, it's a reason. Come winter time, I take two weeks, go to my place in Vail, and ski as many days as possible. So there was gonna be no Hey Keenan, although we will do one of these from the snow, I promise. Just gotta figure out how. Uh, so there was that, then we got back. And we've just been buried, but we're coming back. We're coming back strong now. So more Hey Keenan's to come. We haven't stopped doing them. Um, so I'm excited, excited to do these. I've always loved doing these to so keep your questions coming. We're doing it live from Periscope. So if any of you want to jump in on Periscope and ask some questions, do it. Um, but 2016 is going to be, be a good year. Yes. We started out strong, had a big month. The month is even over. We've had a really big month, so we're excited about that. Uh, Not Taught came out. Some of you have already read it. Thanks for the mad love and props. Uh, the reviews have been fantastic. Super excited, you guys have been great. Uh, glad you're liking it. If you haven't got it, go get it. It's on Amazon. You want to read this book. Uh, so, uh, what else? We, we, anything else I'm forgetting? Um, if you are reading it and you want more of like a workshop environment, get your questions answered by Keenan, learn from what we're calling our taught leaders, the people who are living and loving this lifestyle essentially that um, Not Taught is spelling out and getting a playbook for. Um, we are having a Blab series that's going to launch the first week of February. So uh, get ready, get your book read. Uh, we'll walk you through each chapter and how to, you know, some real life examples and how you can um, get this applied in your life today. Truth, truth, that's right. This Blab series is going to be fun. You get to talk to me, you get to talk to some of the taught leaders, and you get to actually learn how to apply all the stuff from the book, and it's going to be super important. So, with that said, we should jump into it. Just let's get with the take. What is our first question of the day? Our first question comes from Hassan on Twitter, and his question is, Keenan, as a small business, it's a challenge to sell to corporates and enterprises. Uh, the risk is that we're just too small, so how do I overcome that? All right, my man, that's a great question. A lot of people struggle with this. Even big companies struggle with it. Selling to big companies is a pain in the butt. Now, the assumption you're making is that companies say, oh, you're too small, and therefore they feel there's a risk or a concern. And that could be the case, right? If you're talking a mission-critical application that you're asking a large organization to buy, that is a risk, and it's gonna be hard to overcome that. Here's why. They cannot invest in a company they're not convinced is going to be there in six months, a year, or two or three years later. So that's a massive risk. And 
how to overcome that or sell test and be very specific into what it is uh, you're selling, the product itself, who the competition is, what the company's alternatives are. So that's a tough one to answer. But that's an outlier in my opinion. Most of the time, if companies are saying they're, you're too small, you haven't done a good enough job at driving the value proposition, a value proposition that mitigates you being too small. The other thing I want to toss out to you, and we're going to really break this down from a selling perspective. Look, my man, if someone sells you says you're too small, you have to ask them, what do they mean by that? Make them define that. What does that too small mean? And why is that a concern of theirs? What's the impact? What does it mean you're too small? Too small that you can't get it done fast enough? Too small that they're afraid you're not going to be here? Too small that they're afraid that you can't respond or deliver or back up what you say? I mean, what does too small mean? And what do they think the risk is of too small. The other thing I would toss out to you, my man, is how much of this are you putting on yourself? How much are you bringing to the table that's all oh, we're too small? So you're acting unconfident, you're acting like you can't get in, you're acting like a small company. Look, at a sales guy, we have clients as big as Verizon and as small as startups. I mean, there are, I would say 80% of most consulting firms are far bigger than we are. But it's not a problem. Why? Because we deliver. We provide value. They can't get anywhere else. They recognize that that value will deliver for them. And so our size is irrelevant. It, makes, it has no bearing on it. So get this business out of your head that it's too small. Get it out. You're just in the wrong place, I think. And then if it is really an issue, find out what it is you, the issue is, why it exists, and treat it like any other objection, my man. Overcome it. Overcome the objection and focus on the solution and the impact you're going to have on the organization when they buy your product. That's how you overcome that and that's how you get it done. So, uh, yeah, I think too many people, they think big companies are, are you know, too unwieldy, which they are, but they, they start psyching themselves out. I think the other thing I would say to you, my man, is stop trying to sell to big companies. Like, why do you even want to sell to big companies? Why even focus on them? If your product can be sold to all different types of companies, go to medium size, go to mid cap. No one's paying attention to those folks. They're desperate for this. If they have a problem to solve, they want to solve it too. So why waste your time selling to big companies? I don't get it. I just, why waste your time? And then the last thing I would say is go get Jill Conrad's book, Selling to Big Companies. If you have to sell to them, if your product only fits giant companies, Fortune 1000, Fortune 500, then go buy her book. She'll help you out there, selling to big companies. So that's, that's my two cents on that one. All right, what else? What's our next one? Um, our next question comes from one of our early adopters, one of our readers of Not Taught, Tasna Forbes-Gittens. And she said, what is this new world, and what, are, what do you mean that everything has changed? All right, good call. So what Taz is talking about, she's talking about the book, right? And the general premise of the book, for those of you who haven't read it, is that the world has changed. We're in a new economy. We've moved from the industrial age to the information age. And that actually is pretty profound when it comes to creating opportunities, when it comes to change your, your, changing your methods of success, changing your methods of operation. And here's why it's a big deal. Look, guys, when we shifted from, the, first off, ages only come once in a while, right? The last age we shifted from was the agrarian society, right? It's when everybody had small plots of land, they lived on farms, and right around the late 1800s, early 1900s, we started seeing a massive shift into the cities, urban areas, and in industrial environments. Manufacturing, steel, um, uh, the, the, the working man, etc. The biggest change in that from the Agrarian society into the industrial age was the education required to be successful. So if you wanted to compete in the industrial age, an education was 
critical, paramount. So why do you think everybody started this whole go get a college degree that we've been doing for the last hundred years? It started in the late, eight, 19, late 1800s, but mostly in the 1920s, 30s, 40s, and then after World War II when all the GIs came back, we had the GI Bill. That drove all kinds of people to college, and what they recognized is education was critical. Get everybody in education, go to college, and you can compete, and it worked. But now it's changed. And it's changed because we're in the information age now, and information is everywhere. I don't have to go to college to get access to information. People are connected like they've never been connected before. So I can meet and connect and talk to power leaders, people in different industries, professors, you name it. I can talk to people, connect with people through Twitter, through Facebook, through Pinterest. It's amazing the access we have to people that we didn't have before. There are people who were made overnight because they had access to somebody, because someone retweeted them, because someone saw something they read. So the connection, we're connected to everybody and we have to learn how to leverage that. The other thing that's really big and that's changed a lot is the idea that there are no gatekeepers. Back in the industrial age, if you wanted to publish a book, you had to go through a gatekeeper or a publisher. If you wanted to be in the, uh, be a singer, you had to go through a, uh, what are those, those record company, a record label. And if you didn't get a record label and someone didn't think you were good enough, you got nothing. Justin Bieber was singing on freaking YouTube, people. Okay, and now he's, he's crushed it. 40 years ago, he would never have been found. He'd still be sitting wherever he was in Canada or something like that, freaking ice fishing, right, on a lake. It wouldn't have happened. The gatekeepers are gone. You can write blogs, you can be an artist, you can become a singer, you, you can become a, anything you want to be and they're gone. But you gotta understand how to operate in this new world. If you still think you're gonna do what you've always done and try to do how you've always done, it's not gonna work. Because of, the, of all the information, because of everybody's connected in this connected world, because there are no gatekeepers, because things are changing so fast, Everybody wants different things. They're demanding different things. They're demanding information. They're demanding to know. They're demanding people can get it done. And if you aren't operating in that way, you're never going to be able to compete. Just like the guy and girl who didn't get an education. Yeah, they, you know, they had good middle class life at best. They had the unions protecting them, but the truth was, they were, they were, there was a ceiling. You were going nowhere without an education. Well, just now, in the new world, if you don't know how to operate and maneuver through the new economy that is information-driven, it's not going to happen. You're not going to get there. You're not going to make it. So that's what I'm talking about, Tazna. It's a great question. The entire landscape has changed. So you need to be prepared to work in it and know what to do to capitalize on it. But here's the best part. Here's my favorite part. The opportunities are far greater. It's never been easier to start a business. It's never been easier to, um, to be successful because everything is right in front of you. There are no geek capers. There's no one holding you back. That's the best part. That's, that's the most exciting part is I couldn't even imagine what it was like trying to start a business 70 years ago. I mean, where the hell do you get the capital? You know, everything was brick and mortar. Everything was inventory. Everything was, where did you get that kind of capital to start a business? Now you can start on pennies. Pennies in a, I mean, if you want to do a video just 15 years ago, you had to spend 10, 20, doing this, just us doing this. We're doing this for nothing in 25 minutes. If we want to do something like this 15 years ago, had to pay a production company, and then had to pay thousands of dollars to get an editing software and an editing bay, and then we had to do all of this and then send it. It wasn't worth it. But look at us now. That's what I'm talking about right here. Everything's changed. Everything's changed. So there you have it. All right, Tez, I hope that helps. Just a boom. <laughs> All right, so I think those are two good ones for the day. Yeah. All right, anybody? Say what? Really good questions. Keep yes. them coming. Keep them coming, peeps. Sorry for the delay.
Uh, I love doing these. We're going to keep doing them. We're going to start doing some stuff on Blab, as Kiki said. So you just keep following us. Keep watching. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on iTunes. Uh, follow me at Hey Keenan uh, or at Keenan. Uh, hashtag Hey Keenan to get your questions in. I get them all. We're everywhere. Yeah, we're everywhere. We're everywhere, people. We're everywhere. And go get Not Taught on Amazon. I promise you. Read the, if you don't trust me, read the reviews. Even my worst review, I have one, two. Even that person said, well, it's kind of a good book. I just didn't like how it was written. So trust me, people. This is good. It's going to change your life. Go get it. Okay, peace. I'm out. You shout out, I shout back. My take on your questions. You got them. You ask them. Hit me up. Hashtag Hey Keenan. We'll rock it out. Until next time. Peace, I'm out.